daily question for you. What was your go-to imaginative play game when you were younger? Like when your imagination ran wild, what was your go-to game? So I think I've mentioned before that I don't have a whole bunch of memories from childhood. And and so I I don't know if I could choose like a specific age of life, but I do know that for a considerable amount of time, I think especially after kind of 2003 or so, after the Lord of the Rings trilogy had come out, I would frequently find myself playing in my room with some sort of toy stored this fight where my bed was a tower or a Mm. rock in the midst of lava or something. And most of the time I'd be doing really well. And then I think I'd get bored and then like pretend that I had died. (laughs) Oh no, what what would it happen? I remember this now I would get tired. And so I would be like sleepy and I'd be like, Oh, I should just like pretend that I'm dying. (laughs) And so I'd like, I'd like fall onto the bed and be like half falling off and drop my sword and be like, oh, no, like have this whole thing going on in my head (laughs) of me dying. And I would do that right before bed a lot. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? So one of the games I played really frequently, and I feel like this was probably in like middle school. Oh, okay. So my imagination ran for a long time, but I had seen Devil Wears Prada. Oh, no. And I loved that movie. So me and a friend would like pretend to be, I don't know, business ladies in the fashion world. And I had like Teen Vogue magazines at the time or like 17 magazines, which seems a little odd now that I'm thinking like that I was like 12. But um, you had to decorate your wall somehow. At some yeah. Point in your life. <laughs> Trevor's referencing uh, in my one of my childhood bedrooms. I covered an entire wall with magazine photos because it was an unfinished wall. I have such a side note, but <laughs> but there was this decorative hole in the wall. My room looked out through that hole in the wall into the living room. And then my parents made the mistake of buying me a karaoke machine. And they were like, oh, this isn't going to work. So they <laughs> they covered up the hole. And my dad never finished the wall, so I covered it with magazine photos. Okay. We just ostracized my sisters down to the basement with the karaoke machine. It wasn't allowed to move from there. So my imaginative play with Devil Wears Prada, I can't remember too much about it, but I do remember there being briefcases and phones or like cell phones at the time weren't, they were around. So I feel like we had like maybe like a calculator. We pretended to be a phone and there was like a computer room. And so like we'd literally just go and type on the computers. And I can't remember it being Anything more than really just being like secretaries. But in my (laughs) mind, it was Devil Wears Prada. So two thoughts. The first is that it's really funny to me that most of your imaginary play as a child was like real world work where it kind of sucked. Like with Trey, where you had to earn enough to buy the cars to, hey, I'm in this fashion world, business tycoon, but I'm just the secretary. Yeah, I never really played like princess or anything that I remember. I did play a lot with like Barbie and Polly Pocket, a little bit with like American Girl doll. But yeah, my favorite games I would play were usually with somebody else who could join with me in imagination. So it's Devil Wears Prada or the other thing you were referencing is like playing with Hot Wheels cars with my brother and he would make me find a job (laughs) and make enough money so that I could buy the car that I wanted. And it was just so brutal, but so funny at the same time. But I always had like the worst house and the worst car and my brother always had the best car and the best house. 
and I had to earn my way there. And I was like, why do you get to be the car salesman? Why can't I do it? He's like, you don't know how to do it. <laughs> I Back to the uh, like the Barbies and stuff. I had three younger sisters for the majority of my childhood. There's like pictures of me with like all the neighborhood girls. Like just playing play a play because I think I think that's the those were the only people in the neighborhood like it was Mm -hmm. just me and a bunch of girls. I think this is mostly driven by my dad because he didn't want me playing with Barbies. I think he's grown a lot now and (laughs) has given up on some of the cares that he had now. But I also don't mind the way that he approached it either because he he didn't even buy me Ken dolls like that wasn't the like because I think for me my first step would be like great you want a Ken doll let's. Go for it, right? Yeah. Uh, he would go and he would get me Max Steel, which was this not like, GI Joe. No, I I don't know why not GI Joe. I think it might have been that GI Joe was a different uh, uh, size, a different size mm, than Barbie. Yeah. So the GI Joe like was either I think probably too small or something. And I Max, can't have Barbie be taller than GI Joe. That's what that would be bad. Well, I think it was like the proportions and everything. Like it was a smaller <laughs> toy, and so it was oh. obvious. Like this is a smaller toy. It doesn't sure. actually fit. Just playing Max Steel with all these Barbie dolls, and I don't know. That was that was part of it. I mean, I feel like we could have actually played pretty well together because if Max Steel was involved, uh, I think he would have joined in on my Barbie's adventures because there was definitely a time where I strapped parachutes to my Barbies and threw them off the balcony. Nice. And I feel like Max Steel would have joined in on that. Yep. I remember as a kid. I too jumped off the balcony. I was about to say, (laughs) I, I feel like that would have devolved very quickly into... Well, our Barbie dolls were fine. So. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely threw them all, like onto the tile, and I jumped onto oh. the couch below. Well, of course, we're not. But we're not that dumb. <laughs> most of, most of my childhood play uh, was in our backyard. We had these two pretty big trees that that honestly took up the majority of the backyard because it was not a very big backyard. And on one of the trees, my dad had built this like tree fort where there was like a ladder and then a slide that came down. Hmm. And and most of my play with my sisters was climbing the trees and finding elaborate ways to jump off of things onto other things. Mm. And we grew up in a one of those tri-level houses. Yeah. And so we didn't really have the nice banister that you had in your house to jump off. We did go over to a neighbor's house and do that for a <laughs> while. But most of our play, I think, really came down to either manipulating one another to do what we wanted to do mm-hmm. or climbing or jumping off of things and then me convincing my so maybe it was all manipulating my siblings um (laughs) then convincing them to do the same thing when they were scared right yeah i'm trying to think so i definitely was not a manipulator because i was the baby of the family i definitely got manipulated but there's only a few instances i could think of so like in playing cars you know him saying that Mm -hmm. i had to earn my way to a new car but also my brother was playing hockey at the time Mm. And he needed a goalie. Yep. I did that with Hannah once. Yep. So, but I, he put me in all the pads and stuff. So that was at least kind of him. Hannah did not get the pads. (laughs) (laughs) And what was funny is I was actually really good at it. And he was kind of frustrated. Hannah was not so good. She blocked the puck, but I think with her face. Oh, no. We broke a window. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like one of those basement windows, Trevor, or Trey just shot it and, um, Broke a window, and I, I don't know if I was the goalie at that point or not, but it was still his fault. I, I grew up in New Mexico. Like, I was there for about eight years, and we lived in, like, a desert area. We had, like, two acres of land, and we had these three hay bales 
that uh, we stuck on top of each other and we practiced archery. Mm. And I just remember like losing arrows. Oh, yeah. Pretty frequently. We would have to like go into the desert to find them. Yep. But I was super afraid to walk through just the land between the houses because it was so filled with snakes mm -hmm. that I was very terrible at finding the arrows. And there would be times where we would like cross. I'm just going to keep calling it the desert. We would cross the desert to go to a friend's house, but mm -hmm. I would just book it because I was like, <laughs> ain't no snake going to get me. No way, no way. And I would just, every time I'd book it. I don't know how much we've dived into that, dove into this in the podcast, but we grew up in the same neighborhood and mm. remember similar landscapes. Not in New Mexico, in Colorado. No, yeah, in Colorado. Uh, Rattlesnake Hill, which you knew by a different name. I don't know what it was, but You now, didn't have a name for it? I don't think so. I don't think it's actually called Rattlesnake Hill, uh, but I think just the community that of friends that we grew up with, that's all that we knew it by. Yeah. And it was this large hill with huge boulders with like, like tiny little caves within like a couple of the boulders in the hill. I've never found caves. Oh yeah. They were cool. I never would have gone in them. So that's they were probably super why. Fun. And I only remember like early on in my experience with rattlesnake hill, ever hearing a rattlesnake at all. Hmm. I did find a baby rattlesnake and bring it home one day, but um, I'm bringing home a baby rattlesnake. <laughs> <laughs> I think we spent so much time playing on that hill, mm -hmm. digging big pits, to, I don't know, play in as a force. I'm shocked I never ran into you because I definitely played at that park, definitely played on that hill, rode my bike down that hill. I just think it's nuts that I, I seriously want to watch the playback she, reel in heaven of our interactions with each other before we actually met. Were you ever around the park with a friend and um, uh, saw two guys who were on scooters and yell out, you're cute? No. <laughs> that happened to me once. Two guys said you were cute? No. <laughs> I was one of the two guys. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm sure we ran into each other at some point, but we would even like, we would take our bikes up there and there were small hill uh, trails down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and Hannah was reminding me this of, about this yesterday. There was one time where, I mean, most of my childhood was me trying to convince my sisters to do dumb stuff with me mm -hmm. and being very successful. And one time we were biking down some of the trails and they were definitely not great trails, especially for like 10, 12, however old we were. It was ridiculous. And Rebecca was be in front of us because I remember seeing it happen or something. Oh, yeah. And she like hit a rock or turned her wheel or something as she's heading down and flew above her head. Uh, handlebars. handlebars and landed like with a yucca right in her chest and two cactuses right on her hands and was just like frozen there for a second. Uh, and then I think we carried her home. I don't really Do you guys remember wear after that. Probably. I just was curious. Probably. We, so living in New Mexico, it was all dirt, dirt roads, dirt around our house, all of that. And my house was kind of on this, this hill where you would drive flat and then go down and then flat and go up. And that would be the circle around the house. And we made that into like a go-kart track. And at the time I was very small and my brother wasn't like large or anything, but he was just bigger than me. And so he could never make it back up the hill in the go-kart because just because he weighed more than me yeah. and I weighed like 20 pounds. So I could just like fly up the hill. 20 pounds is an exaggeration because <laughs> our daughter weighs that. Um, let's see, probably like 50 pounds. I don't know. But I would just fly up that hill. And that was amazing. I highly recommend 
like growing up on dirt. I Just, wish that I could have had a go-kart growing up. You would have died. I would have been fine. We you would had... have you would have needed one with like a top where you could oh, like roll because sure. sure. ours didn't have that. But we did have to wear helmets and stuff. Yeah. And I remember my dad had a dirt bike too. And he would sometimes just go riding on it and nice. he would take one of us. And I think I was so small. He like put me in front. But I just remember there would be times where I would jump on and I'd be barefoot. And there oh, were gosh. these like metal rods yep. where I was supposed to put my feet and they were like on fire. <laughs> and I was like, why am I not wearing shoes? And <laughs> Yeah, there's so many memories that are flooding into my brain, but they're not like all about play. It's like there was a time I kept saying I was so bored that my mom sent me to summer school. <laughs> and in summer school, there were so many kids that we put on the play Little Red Riding Hood. And I was grandma number three because there were just so many kids. And let's see, again, just to keep me occupied, my mom would... We had this like dual lessons thing where we would go and do tennis lessons and then we would do swim lessons right after nice. that. And it was wonderful because it was so hot doing tennis lessons and then swim lessons was amazing. Yeah. And I was terrible at both of them at the time. I definitely was like doggy paddling the whole time. <laughs> I, it's a wonder I can swim now. One of one of the questions that I have for for this episode is especially with your adult oriented imagination. <laughs> And and maybe too the explanation that you have gotten bored easily forever. That was just a normal thing to like have a week off and be bored. Yes. What did you think you would be as an adult? Because I think for me, especially some of the games that I would play would be leading into like a specific job of what I thought adulthood would be like. So I remember playing a lot of like CIA agents. Mm. Nickelodeon definitely made some money off of my family with like they used to have. Uh, I don't think I ever got these ones, but I really I begged for them for a long time. They were lasers that would go across a doorway. Oh, and cool. if you crossed it, it would make an alarm like, to a third device. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I definitely played Totally Spies. Oh, yeah. I had gadgets and stuff too. There was a time in the basement of our, our first house in, in that neighborhood where we set up a, like probably 50 feet of string. Like we had rope and string and nice. all sources all the time, like PVC pipe. We just were given these materials to play with and we did. But we strung up this rope all across the basement and I'm pretty sure we set up like an obstacle course if you had to like go through it and climb through it and I'm pr I, I'm if I'm remembering correctly we also for some stupid reason turned on an alarm clock and so it's just going dee, 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 the entire time wow and I think we probably had it run for like an hour you guys have a really great imagination I don't think I ever did that. I'm confident I did something like that. Like, but now it's so funny that you like associate my play with work because even <laughs> even there would be times where I'd be like, well, I gotta go drive to work. And I'd like go and get my parents' pink Mustang at the time because they just had a third car. And I was like, I'm a I'm like Barbie and just pretended to drive and then got out of the car and went to work or oh something. Gosh. I don't know. But I'm trying to think of like my earliest memories of what I wanted to be. I feel like they were all very work things. I think at one point I wanted to be a journalist. Mm. And another time I wanted to be a flight attendant because I wanted to travel. And then um, pretty much in middle school, I started just kind of like saying I wanted to teach the grade that I just left kind of thing. Or like I was in sixth grade and I wanted to be a second grade teacher. Mm. And then in high school, I like, I want to be a middle school teacher. And then 
college. I'm going to be a high school teacher. Yep. <laughs> and then I ended up in the high school teacher realm. Yeah. Uh, they're not like, I wanted to be a princess. Well, I think like the princess thing, I think there's a big excuse for that too because Meghan Markle the- did it basically. <laughs> so it okay. is possible. One person in our generation has completed that task. It was possible. Just, okay, fine. You just can't say it's impossible. I, because I, I remember, you know, especially being a huge fantasy nerd, even from the very, very beginning, mm. playing games where I was like, you know, a ranger or something, right? Like, we would go through open fields and we'd have cloaks and pretend and blah, 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 make bows and arrows. I made one bow and arrow out of PVC pipe and rope. Uh, And then I didn't have anything great for the arrow. And so I found this uh, 12 inch nail uh, and attached it to a PVC pipe and we launched it and it was a super successful uh, bow and arrow because an hour later uh, our neighbor three houses down came over and was like, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Sharon, did you know what this is? Because it landed in our backyard while we were gardening. Oh. And I was grounded from some materials after that one. Um, well, but- I definitely accidentally shot my mom with a BB gun. So. Oh, did you really? Because I did not know it was loaded. And I, I just had access to it. Uh-huh. And I aimed it at her and hit her in the arm with the, a BB. What happened after that? Like, how was uh, you know, I blacked out. <laughs> I don't know that I have the rest of that memory. I'm sure she was livid. I'm sure. And I learned you never point any kind of gun at anybody. BB or, I mean, I guess Nerf gun. You're allowed I to. shot my siblings constantly with airsoft guns. Yeah. And then it was a fight of like, how do I, how do I bribe them out of telling mom and dad? Mm-hmm. What do you think your play has turned into as an adult? What does that look like now? It's kind of split into three categories for me. There's the imaginative daydreaming play that I do internally that I think is still pretty vibrant uh, and well-informed by books that I read and maybe engages some of that too. There's... um, Another part of it that I think is like real life practicals of dreaming about house projects or future houses or jobs, all those things. I think there is an element of play that I maintain with some of those things because it's for who I am really important to feel like I'm being playful and having fun mm-hmm. doing what I'm doing. And then the the biggest part that I think it gets a, a outlet for is D&D and video mm. games with friends. Yeah. Well. I know that like, especially during cousin camp, we definitely lean into like there was a time where we had that Nerf gun tournament where we were like shooting down red solo cups and I came in second to Becca, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's okay. It's only like a three second difference. Um, (laughs) Um, For everyone to reference at the time of this recording, I believe this was like four years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very competitive. Yes. And I just love crushing everyone. Um, but I am also a good loser and a good winner, I think. Um, <laughs> yes, you are, my dear. Th- thanks. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to think about like play in my adulthood. So I, I definitely, you know, I've just started doing D&D. So mm-hmm. I think that's some play. It's different play than I've ever done before. Yeah. Um, but I, I like calling to attention my imagination like yeah. I love just bringing that out of the dust mm-hmm. and I love that we have such little kids too because um with our daughter being three and our son being one our daughter is just getting into 
you know, like imaginative play mm-hmm. and leaning into that. Like, I'm just, this is going to sound kind of sad, but it's also um, really motivating for me. When I recall my memories as a child, I don't remember my parents. Mm. Like, I don't remember them playing with me. Mm-hmm. I don't remember them, like, sitting and watching me. Mm-hmm. Though I'm confident my mom probably did that at some point. Like, she was probably sitting and reading in a chair while we were playing outside. Oh, yeah. But I just don't have that locked away in my memory. Yeah. And I'm not, like, I don't, not like that I want that to be a memory for our kids, but right. I definitely want to be more involved because, yeah. like, one of our goals as parents is to be parents who do of like, if my daughter asks me to do a cartwheel, like I'm fully capable of doing a cartwheel. And so I'm going to do one, even though I don't really feel like doing a cartwheel right now. I want to show her that I can, that I'm capable and that we can have fun together. And I think that as she grows more into her imagination state, I love like teaching her Mm -hmm. what imagination can look like of like, do you think your baby doll is hungry? What do you think we should feed her? Do you think she'll eat French fries? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, just silly stuff. Or, um, I don't know. The other day she was like, pour- it's interesting that I'm bringing up baby dolls twice because she doesn't really play with them super frequently. But the other day she was pouring water on a baby doll's head. And it was funny because your mom was around and she's like, you have now been baptized <laughs> from, <laughs> from Nacho Libre. Yeah. And it was so good. Well, I remember from my childhood, I don't, I don't really recall any specific events where my parents were playing that imaginary play with me but both of them they would be so supportive of the projects because Mm. even as a kid it was I was definitely me right so we play D&D every other week and it's not enough to like just hey let's sit around the dining room table no I have to like build a whole studio with (laughs) professional lights and smoke machines and music and all that stuff right so I started that way early in my life and I can remember (laughs) times when like I had this best friend. I think his name was Jonathan. Uh, and we loved Lord of the Rings and and did like the trading card game. And we'd like dress up every once in a while when we hung out because we were both nerdy, dorky homeschoolers. Um, and I wanted to make Lambus bread uh, from the, the books to bring to his house and wrap them in leaves. And so I'm pretty sure I, re- I recall my mom like helping me get the right materials and like tie the things together to like send me off amazing uh and i'm sure there were plenty of times where like my dad would like you know help me with some of the woodwork to make swords or whatever we were making i love that it's like partnering with yeah like you don't necessarily have to join in but partnering with because i have a friend um her name's Lindsay. she has four awesome kids and she is so good at leaning into their interests Mm. and then making those things happen. Now, I think a lot of times like what I see on social media is like for their birthday parties and stuff, but like her her daughter is like obsessed with the 1800s. And so (laughs) she has like like an American girl style dress and they're like making sock dolls or something. It's or like flower sack dolls or I don't know what it was, but um, like really leaning into that and like making an apron or like stuff. And then her son was like, wanted to be a firefighter and she had a whole party themed around that. And so, you know, it's definitely her gifting and it's Mm -hmm. awesome. But what I love about it is that she's leaning into her specific kids' interests and making things specifically for them. Cause like, even you do this already sometimes with like, I think you were like the creator of obstacle courses in our daughter's life. And then I've just like continued with them. 
but like recognizing that she needs to get some energy out. Like, let's just jump on these books as if they're stones and then crawl through the tunnel that we have and jump off the bed and whatever. And we want them to try and do stuff to see what their body is capable of and to let them know they are strong and that they can figure out anything. And we want to be supportive of that. And so as I process what it looks like to be a parent as our kids grow up, I definitely I want to partner with them in their imagination. I definitely want to take some opportunities to play. And I just I want to really work hard to not let my age or my energy mm-hmm. distract me from spending that quality time with my kids because they're not going to be there for very long. Like They could only be there for about 14, 13 total years, you mm. know? And I just don't want to be like, I really don't want to play this board game with you because mm. I'm like 40 now and blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> I don't know if we would ever say that, but yeah. I just, I want to be, I want to be fun parents. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not like all the other moms. I'm a cool mom or whatever the mean girls quote is. Oh yeah. Actually, that's Amy Poehler. Do you realize that Amy Poehler oh, is the mom right. in Mean Girls? <laughs> Wow. I know. It's so weird when yeah. you think about it. Well, I think speaking of, to, to segue off of uh, throwbacks to a movie that is way older than I want to think about right now. Um, still good. Still relevant. Still good. I think it's really fun watching our kids develop some play and seeing where like the way I played as a kid still gets to live with playing with them. Yeah. Um, and I don't want that to disappear either. Like I'm excited for some of the times when, you know, I, I hand the daughter, here's PVC pipe and rope, go do something. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, you need help sawing this in half. Great. I'll help you with that. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Okay, great. <laughs> okay. I'll be watching from the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, Hey, I'm going to jump out of the second story window onto the trampoline. Mm, okay. <laughs> better not. <laughs> I did. I did once. I believe it. Yeah. I think one thing that I I really appreciate about my relationship with you and being a parent with you is that our imaginations are very different. Mm -hmm. And I think that has been really highlighted to me as we've started playing D&D too, because it just highlights how different your imagination is than mine. And in really cool ways where you're not, you're like, you're super engaged with, you know, what we're trying to do, but like going about it from these different directions that we've either like forgotten to explore or Mm. haven't like been doing in our group for a while. And I just really appreciate that. And I think I appreciate it too with our kids because it really does develop this ability for us to play with them and to have a huge amount of diversity in what we're playing, right? Like I'm going to pull them into like the fantasy realm and you're going to pull them into, Hey, so when you're a a CPA, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when you're an engineer, yeah. here's $5. You can buy this tool, this tool, or this tool to build your project. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I don't just let people win. I really want them oh, to yeah. earn it. And so even with our kids, like I'm laughing at the fact that I at least once want to operate like Trey did when we're playing with like race cars and be like, mm, sorry, you got to earn some money <laughs> if you want to buy this Lamborghini like you can't just start out with that (laughs) nobody starts out with a Lamborghini most of these kids these days get Teslas (laughs) (laughs) I think it will be fun like our kids are in such a young age that we're just starting to see this see this and I think most of our memories are you know elementary school Mm -hmm. and beyond yeah um yeah it's not really the 
three, four, five that I remember. I yeah. mean, like my the only thing I remember playing with at like a preschool age was the fruit that you like were velcroed together and you oh, could yeah. cut up. Yeah. It was a coveted toy at my preschool. Yeah. I think the table conversation for this episode is probably just to sit with your people and to talk about some of the games you played as a kid. It's quite vulnerable to bring up like I was a spy or I was I was um Anne Hathaway I, in, in Devil Wears Prada. Like, you know, I practiced dying on my bed. <laughs> yeah. You also practiced proposing. So, well, yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> that too. That's maybe a little bit more embarrassing. But it's so sweet. It's not embarrassing. I think dying was worse than <laughs> Thanks. I think. <laughs> well, I am glad that I practiced it because I feel like I nailed it. And you I did. nailed it with the exact right person. Oh. You absolutely nailed it. <laughs> but yes, I agree with you. I think in table conversation and just opening up, like being kind of vulnerable, but having good conversations with the people that you're with are just saying like, what was your go-to imaginative game mm -hmm. when you were young? Because it's just fun to see where people's imaginations go. Because even just like you were saying with D&D, &D, my imagination is so different from yours. And mine's even like, I would say it's it's opening up in some ways. Because mm -hmm. like with D&D, &D, you know, you're like killing people. It's just not anything I ever played growing up because yeah. my Barbies didn't fight. <laughs> they went to work. <laughs> my sisters did all the time with Max Steel. <laughs> well, and I'll, I'll put out like a, a therapist concept at the end of this one because I feel like it's super appropriate, especially as we're reflecting on things. I think it's meaningful to look back and recognize that the work of childhood is play mm -hmm. and that the way that children process things is through their play. That's yeah. why we have play therapy. Um, because kids can't sit down and like talk through things the way we expect adults to be able to. And, and so even looking back on like some of those stages and thinking about like, okay, what was I like processing? What was mm. happening? Like what was kind of the background of what was going on in my head and my heart at the time? Cause I think that's really interesting for retrospect. Mm -hmm. Um, and to, I think also alleviate some of the embarrassment of certain games or just to like even normalize like it's play you're playing with other kids that are going through their own processing too and yeah. sometimes you just catch up in the play mm -hmm. um but yeah i think it's been fun kind of reflecting because i feel like i've remembered things that i don't know if i could have been able to recall just on the spot an yeah. hour ago right well the last thing i'll say is tacking on to your edification is just that i'm excited to play with you since we didn't get to grow up alongside each other mm. i love that we do get to do that as adults and i love that we both have the same perspective like it's not one person wanting to be playful and mm. one person like trying to be an adult and I yeah because i want to be playful and for you play is being an adult and so it works out <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> not these days no i have a i have a job irl so i don't i don't need to play that but i do i do love letting my competitive side out and um i love just hanging out with our kids and so i'm excited to continue to do that with you same <laughs>